This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Discredit, disrupt, and destroy. This is how the government plans to get rid of activists and dissidents who stand in its way. This has always been the modus operandi of the FBI, more aptly referred to as the Federal Bureau of Intimidation. Muzzle anti-government sentiment, harass activists, and terrorize Americans into compliance. Indeed, the FBI has a long history of persecuting, prosecuting, and generally harassing activists, politicians, and cultural figures. Back in the 1950s and 60s, the FBI targets were civil rights activists, those suspected of having so-called communist ties, and anti-war activists. In more recent decades, the FBI has expanded its reach to target so-called domestic extremists, environmental activists, and those who oppose the police state. Back in 2019, President Trump promised to give the FBI, and I'm quoting here, whatever they need, unquote, to investigate and disrupt hate crimes and domestic terrorism without any apparent thought for the Constitution's prohibitions on such overreach. That misguided pledge sheds a curious light on the FBI's latest nationwide spree of SWAT team raids, surveillance, disinformation campaigns, fear-mongering, paranoia, and strong-arm tactics. For instance, in April 2021, FBI agents raided Rudy Giuliano's home and office, seizing 18 electronic devices. More than a year later, Giuliani has yet to be charged with any crimes. In June 2022, Jeffrey Clark, a former Justice Department official under the Trump administration, was let out of his home in pajamas while federal law enforcement officials raided his home. In August 2022, more than a dozen FBI agents searched Mar-a-Lago, the winter home of Donald Trump. And in September 2022, 25 to 30 armed FBI agents raided the home of an anti-abortion activist, pointing guns at the family and terrorizing the man's wife and seven children. Politics aside, the message is clear. This is how the government will deal with anyone who challenges its authority. You're next. Unfortunately, while these overreaching, heavy-handed lessons in how to rule by force have become standard operating procedure for a government that communicates with its citizenry, primarily through the language of brutality, intimidation, and fear, none of this is new. The government has been playing these mind games for a long time. As Betty Medsker an investigative reporter for the Washington Post noted in 1971, the FBI was engaged in practices that have never been reported, probably were unconstitutional, and were counter to the public's understanding of the agency's purpose. The objective, target anti-government dissenters for wide-scale harassment, widespread surveillance, and intimidation. Metzger, the recipient of stolen government files that provided a glimpse into the workings of the nation's most powerful law enforcement agency would later learn that between 1956 and 1971, the FBI conducted an intensive domestic intelligence program termed COINTELPRO intended to neutralize the domestic political dissidents. The explicit objective, according to the FBI memo, and I'm quoting here, expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize perceived threats to the government's power. As Congressman Steve Cohen explains, and I'm quoting here, COINTELPRO was set up to surveil and disrupt groups and movements 
that the FBI found threatening. Many groups, including anti-war, student, and environmental activists, and the New Left were harassed, infiltrated, falsely accused of criminal activity. Unquote. Sound familiar? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Those targeted by the FBI under COINTELPRO for its intimidation, surveillance, and smear campaign tactics included the following. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, the Black Panther Party, Billie Holiday, Emma Goldman, Aretha Franklin, Charlie Chaplin, Ernest Hemingway, Felix Frankfurter, John Lennon, and hundreds more. Among those most closely watched by the FBI was King. All told, the FBI collected 17,000 pages of materials on King. With wiretaps and electronic bugs planted in his office and home, King was kept under constant surveillance by the FBI with the aim of neutralizing him, as they said. He even received blackmail letters written by FBI agents suggesting that he either commit suicide or the details of his private life would be revealed to the public. The FBI kept up its pursuit of King until he was felled by a hollow-point bullet to the head in 1968. John Lennon, a vocal peace protester and anti-war activist, was another high-profile example of the links to which the deep state will go to persecute those who dare challenge its authority. Lennon was singled out for daring to speak truth to power about the government's warmongering. His phone calls monitored and data files illegally collected on his activities and associations. For a while, at least, Lennon became enemy number one in the eyes of the U.S. government. Years after Lennon's assassination, it would be revealed that the FBI collected 281 pages of files on him, including, believe it or not, song lyrics. As Adam Coyne of the New York Times points out, again I'm quoting here, the FBI's surveillance of Lennon is a reminder of how easily domestic spy can become unmoored from any legitimate law enforcement purpose. What is more surprising and ultimately more unsettling is the degree to which the surveillance turns out to have been intertwined with electoral politics, unquote. The Church Committee, the Senate task force charged with investigating COINTELPRO abuses in 1975, echoed these concerns about the government's abuses. And I'm quoting here, Too many people have been spied upon by too many government agencies and too much information has been collected. The government has often undertaken the secret surveillance of citizens on the basis of their political beliefs, even when those beliefs pose no threat of violence or illegal acts on behalf of a hostile foreign power. As the reports continue, and I'm again quoting here, groups and individuals have been harassed and disrupted because of their political views and their lifestyles. Investigations have been based upon vague standards whose breath made excessive collection inevitable. Unsavory and vicious tactics have been employed, including anonymous attempts to break up marriages, disrupt meetings, ostracize persons from their professions, and provoke target groups into rivalries that might result in deaths. Intelligent agencies have served the political and personal objectives of presidents and other high officials. End of quote. Well, folks, 50 years later, we're still having the same debate about the perils of government overreach. The lesson to be learned is this. Whatever dangerous practices you allow the government to carry out now, rest assured, these same practices can and will be used against you when the government decides to set its sights on you. Frankly, as I point out in my book, Battlefield America, the War on the American People and its Fictional Counterpart, 
the Eric Blair Diaries, we are long past the point where we should be merely alarmed. These are no longer experiments on freedom. These are acts of aggression by government that is no friend to freedom. Time to take a stand against tyranny. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.